0: I'm afraid. You can see what I'm doing if you like. I'm making a pumpkin face for Halloween. I bought this pumpkin from the greengrocer's. I've scraped out the inside so that it's hollow. You can see where I've begun to make a face out of it. I've cut out two eyes and I've cut out a nose. It's going to be a pumpkin face to scare away the witches of Halloween. <laughs>
1: Welcome back again to Round the Archives in Conversation. I'm here. Lisa's here. Hello. Martin's here. Hello. Paul is here. Hello. And Nick is here as well. Hello. Well, welcome indeed to all of you. Mm -hmm. Now, I think we all have our favourite actors, don't we? Yes. Um, Across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, And we like, like to see them in both familiar parts and in... And in unusual parts as well. Yes. Now we've been watching the Cleopatras these last oh. few few weeks. Yes. Um few mainly be- last last few nights, mainly yes. because there's an article coming up for issue fifty. Yes. And you spotted some very familiar faces, oh, yes. didn't you, Lisa? Yes. Such as
0: uh, well last night, Patrick Troughton, Yeah. As a Bowman General. Yeah. Uh, not in a too familiar Patrick Charlton way. There wasn't too much thro- throat clearing. But he does go,
2: thing. "Oh dear." Yes, he did at one point. <laughs> 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 my my, my, my. Does, does he does he does he keep his clothes on? Yes, uh, yes, thank God for that. Right? <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> but Martin, you've recently indulged in some crown court, haven't you? I,
2: I well, I guess I, I I was I was listening to your last latest. Uh, podcast and and you said about buying them so I went and looked for the cheapest one I could possibly find yeah as as recommended Uh, eight quid off network if anybody's thinking season three Uh, sorry volume three and uh, yeah I picked it up Uh, I literally popped through the letterbox around about half an hour ago and was still in the plastic until you told me to to unwrap it (laughs) so what does the
1: uh, inside um, sleeve say because I believe it lists the stories and some of the guests. It
2: does, and you get uh, thirteen stories in in a, in a set of uh, four discs. And uh, I'm just looking through this now and finding out all sorts of people who are terribly exciting, who are in all sorts of other things, uh, and indeed all sorts of writers that are <laughs> exciting, who are terribly exciting and all sorts of things. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Windsor Davis, I'm seeing Tony Selby, I'm seeing Ron Pember, I'm seeing David Calder, you know, um, I'm seeing Dennis Lill. Uh, uh, some of us from. Uh, Survivors are quite fond of you know Norman Rossington, uh, Russell Hunter. This is a good set. I'm glad I got this one. <laughs> I had not a clue who was in it when I when I ordered it. So this is uh, this is looking good. Oh Warren Clark. Now I'm about to do uh, a project for my other project uh, involving Warren Clark. So that's a good one too. I'm not really a huge fan of oh, Cyril Shaps. Ah, you gotta have a Cyril. No. You have gotta have a Cyril. But no, I, I'm I'm not a massive fan of watching everything an actor does. I'm not. I don't do that. Um, generally. That's why I I don't sort of follow everything that David Tennant was in. I just, I just can't, I can't bring myself to have that kind of approach to actors, you know, I actually have to think the the program itself is worthy, which is why I only, I gave up on Broadchurch after the first year because I just thought it was awful. But let's not go there, we don't want to talk about Broadchurch today, (laughs) let's talk about some actors. But Nick, some of those
1: names obviously leap out at you and I, I suspect that Russell Hunter's one of your favourites, isn't yes. it? Yes. But, but talk to us about Russell Hunter a minute, what, 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 oh. if people don't know Russell Hunter, what should they seek him out in?
3: They should seek him out first and foremost in Callan, um, uh, a magnificent performance as lonely, but it's only when you get to things like uh, Ace of Wands, uh, well not so much Ace of Wands because you say Ace of Wands don't exist anymore, but... Um, Mr. Stabs with um, Shadows, um, and um, indeed Robots of Death, Yuvanoff, or the Cowdor um, City CDs that came out in the noughties, you realise what a fantastically versatile actor he was, um, and it, that he could play dominant, and he could play cringing, and he was just an all a marvellous all rounder, and. Um, uh, and the fact that he was able to pick up the part of Yvarnoth when they brought the Cold War City backs, so I have to say, the Cold War City ones on Big Finish are a combination of sort of Chris Boucher's characters from Blake and from Doctor Who. So the, the throwaway mention to Cold City in Robots of Death is expanded on here. And Russell Hunter just clicks right back into Yvarnoth, even years after playing the part. So he really was a dear old pro...
1: And, um, I was going to say, I remember seeing uh, some footage of a convention in Scotland um, I've got where, where one of, the, yeah, one of the Vok robots comes on stage <laughs> sort of behind him. He's he, he super.
4: A... So i was just going to say, I was, I've just seen Russell Hunter in an episode of Lovejoy um, being, yeah. playing very drunk.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was GalaxyCon from 1990. I've, I've still got, I've taped, taped it up now onto digital and uh, but it's a super panel and he's just so funny and such a, a <laughs> i like the way he goes i i think i think tom beaker's been a time lord all this time he's just having us on <laughs> he's just <laughs> brilliant and he uh, just uh marvelous uh, appreciation of uh, his fellow actors and it sounded like a nice guy i wish he'd done more interviews now but of course we lost him in 2004 i think to leukemia
1: I mean, we did briefly see him at one thing many years ago, we did. didn't we? we did yes. a sort of solo <laughs> panel. Yes. But I, think, I thought he was on with
0: David Maloney.
1: Possibly, but yes. uh, unfortunately, at that point, we didn't—we hadn't really seen much of his other stuff. No. Yeah. And I always like to uh, ask actors about things other than Doctor Who. Uh, just you know but but some, sometimes if you haven't seen the stuff in the first place it, it's a bit difficult to do yeah that that's very true because uh, i remember when we saw that
3: GalaxyCon con video and he was talking about things being sold in japan you're, you're, um, uh, you you're why don't you take a bath and at the time i didn't actually wonder i didn't realize what that reference referred to of course now it i, I realize of course it's he it, it, it was um, household name as lonely and, of course, I didn't know that back in 90.
1: What did your mum used to call him? She called him Smelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. That's, that's Smelly from Callan.
1: Almost but right, but yeah. not quite. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I remember he's he's very good in... I mean, he's very good in, in every episode Callan is in. But I think my particular favourite is um, The Worst Soldier I Ever Saw, where he apologises to Alas for having blown up his
1: safe.
0: Yeah. He says goodbye to him.
3: I I can't remember the episode now, but I I think it might be summoned to appear when he's he's a a loo cleaner and a strip (laughs) club, and it's kind of like Callan's reaction to it is just brilliant, and when he goes fishing as well. But there's a lovely bit in the last episode. I won't say anything just in case anybody watches hasn't seen the last episode yet. But uh, he actually after all these seasons, he actually when he's really mortally worried about Callan, he he calls him David. He calls him by his first name, and that's actually quite quite an affecting moment because you think, oh, there really is quite a deep friendship between them.
1: But Paul, you said you've been watching some more Lovejoy, and mm. you said you, you, you'd seen a, a two-parter with
4: Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed, uh, uh, yeah, Brian Blessed and Linda Gray from um, from Dallas, um, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, she and Ian McShane had been in Dallas together. He played her. Um, boyfriend a year or so before this episode of Lovejoy so presumably they got on well and and there was some deliberate reason for them uh, sort of returning the the compliment and her being um, on on, uh, Lovejoy but uh, you can see they got on well the characters Um, I've also just I mean Brian Blessed was kind of playing a Brian Blessed character but he had he was slightly different this time um because he thought he, he thought he had all the cards, um, as it were. And in fact, um, uh, actually, it was a. It, it, it reminded me of, of of one of those. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, that series where they're all trying to. Uh, more recent series where they're trying to. They have. They sort of. Is it something tricks. Um, new um, tricks. New tricks. Yeah, where they're kind of doing a sting on on somebody, and and that's what sort of lovejoy and. De Grey and a couple of other people were doing on Brian Blessed's character but, um, oh, oh,
0: Do you mean Hustle? No Trixie's the um, police thing.
4: Oh right, yeah. yes I probably mean Hustle, I haven't seen either of them <laughs> but <laughs> I know roughly what they're about, well I don't obviously, I yeah. clearly, clearly don't um, <laughs> but um, also I've just seen a three three-parter with Joanna Lumley um, she played, I think she played factical called Victoria who was a bit of a love interest um, but uh, they, they gave her something to do in the first episode and then she was kind of it, it was a bit sort of mm, could have used her used her a bit better off. Um, it must have been around the same time as she started doing Absolutely Fabulous, probably a few months before.
2: But uh, old Big Brian, Big Brian, he's he's is isn't he a villain in the very first Sweeney? Uh-huh. I think I mean, he is,
0: yeah, it's definitely one episode of the Sweeney. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just that it's
2: just that thing of of people who you've known for playing good guys and the starting to play bad guys he's always he's always a bit of a, a strange transformation you know because be, i mean i have i imagine about that time he would have been mostly known for for Z cars wouldn't he mm, yeah. i mean
1: brian's interesting isn't it yes. in that
2: um he in Z cars he's one of those actors who
1: sort of evolves a, pers- a persona over time because mm-hmm. we've mm. seen we've seen him do his his one-man show yes and you you very much get the Brian blessed you expect
0: you do yes but
1: is it fair to say that persona only really evolves with flash gordon
0: i think so oh. yeah yeah,
1: yeah cuz i mean martin you you're you're about to or have just done i claudius haven't you yes uh, and, yeah, his, and they... his his appearance in, I He's not is, shouty in that, and doesn't wear any wings. No, no, true. no. it's uh, <laughs> true. It, it's <laughs> so far away from Flash
2: Gordon. Yeah, it is a mm. bit shouty.
0: Yeah, mm. there's a couple of shouty bits.
2: No, I, just, I think you you play to to what people expect of you, don't you? And and let's face it, you know, people wouldn't after Flash Gordon. People would have expected him to be that, you know, that larger than life. I mean that that's what he plays up to. But I imagine I imagine when he's in his own house or in his own garden, he probably he isn't he isn't bellowing across the road at everybody all the time, you know. It's, you're, pass the salt, dear, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a persona that's that's put on for the for the for the likes of us really, you know. Yeah. And uh I mean if, if you think about before Claudius he'd done two Space nineteen ninety nines, hadn't he? Um you know, as separate characters. I mean, that's the thing uh, about Brian Blessed, particularly, is people after Flash Gordon associate him with that kind of character, but he was actually a very diverse actor before then. You know. But Nick,
1: um, you've, you're, I think you're one of those people who, who gets to know actors occasionally. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, um, yeah. Is is it true to say that the persona you sometimes see on the telly is not the actor?
3: Are we talking about Brian, or uh, generally Well, generally, the board? Ac- um, yeah. Certainly with Brian, I think, yeah, I mean, I, we're very great friends with his daughter. We've had drinks with her, we've gone to see her shows in London, and um, she, we, we, we had a long chat with her once, and she said, um, she was talking about general uh, sort of mental health and and sort of things it said my my father's not an ordinary man you know he's <laughs> sort of, a bit of a handful but I've she's shown she's sent us pictures of him and Hildegard Neil his wife and um, Rosie's boyfriend watching the football and he's you know he's just gently watching and just chilling out with, with all his family um, and also I have to say keeping with Brian although I, I will move on um, he i I. It's interesting what you were saying about post Flash Gordon and playing up to it. That rings. That does sort of hit a note because when you see him in Death's Other Dominion, um, and indeed the Survivors, uh, when he plays Broad in the Survivors, uh, there is two Brian's going on. You know, the two levels going on here. There's a sort of when here gets his voice very right there like that, and and you know when he goes um, or oh, in um, perhaps less so but in Cygnus Alpha. When he goes to blink, it's a spacecraft, isn't it? <laughs> and and uh, and when he, and then he bellows again, and then he's quiet again. And um, but uh, yeah, generally, I'm just trying to think of uh, someone who's a bit different from their persona. Um,
1: well, I I am I, I, I have to ask, could you tell uh, us your story of sharing a taxi with Henry Wool?
3: Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean that's got to be my favourite almost my favorite memory of meeting a celebrity um in brief we actually went to chiswick uh, ali and i to because we thought oh henry wolf because i'm very lucky with ali because she gets very excited about actors too and and you know uh, and said well we've got to meet him because of course he was getting on a bit and um he uh, was coming back from canada so we get out of the underground and we look around and say right which way are we going and there if you please standing almost opposite to us is little henry wolf w- w- with a very crumpled um google map and we say, hello oh, no, you you're going are you going to the event you know and kind of it was surreal and he hasn't changed much from the 70s you know he's, he's <laughs> and we just we don't know where we're going we don't know where we're going let's try and follow the map and we merrily got lost in Chiswick for an hour with with Henry Wolfe, and it was just delightful, because uh, he was so down to earth and he was so interested in things. And um, when we were telling him about things, about conventions or whatever, and he goes, "How funny!" And, and you wouldn't think this was the great man that discovered Harold Pinter. And uh, but there was yes, we were trying, we were scratching our heads, and we all kind of gave up after a while and he was so even tempered about being completely lost <laughs> and um, we got into a taxi, all three of us and it was somebody else's taxi, so he had pulled up for somebody else So we, we, we were all carted out of it. But uh, no, he was absolutely <laughs> lovely. And uh, um, him and Ali were talking about the sunmakers and how the collector would be written differently now because he's in a wheelchair and you know he'd have, have all these benefits and things <laughs> and you know they're merrily sort of rewriting the Sun Makers, he was a magic little fella, an absolute legend
2: and a gentleman.
1: But Martin uh, check a few more no. names at us from your from your Crane Courtley. Well
2: I, I was actually, I was, I was just giving some thought uh, to what you were saying about people being very different because there are so many actors, uh, I mean we talk about Russell Hunter and obviously he was so well known for for being this this sort of low life, smelly character, and yet obviously he was quite a posh bloke, and a lot of you know like when you think about Wilfred Bramble in the same way, you know these characters. And what fascinated me recently was um, uh, was it Shoestring, where um, Harry H Corbett turns up.
0: No, we've not seen that one, we've only
2: really
1: seen the first episode. Yeah, so I was going to say, on. we've not seen Shoestring beyond no. episode one. Yeah. I was just, I, I
2: think it was very much towards the end of his career, but you, you suddenly, you know, when when you actually see actors who you know from, who's are best known as, as one thing, mm. and yet they turn up in something completely different. I mean, when you think about Una Stubbs, for example, Una Stubbs in the 60s would have been from Till Death, and yet to to the generation in the late seventies, uh, she's um, Aunt Sally, you know. You even think it's the same about John Pertwee to a certain extent. John Pertwee to the early seventies is Doctor Who, in the late seventies is Wurzel you know. Is this and they're very different characters, and and neither really are are him, you know.
1: But Paul, I was going to say Paul and Nick, of course, you uh, saw Harry H. Corbett. Uh, in your tales, of the unexpected.
3: In the moles, oh, sure, yeah, bless him. What, what
1: yeah. A, he he's a mate. A, again,
3: he's as you say, Martin. He's—he's—it's he's one of those actors you kind of a generation puts in a, in a box uh, because of yeah. Steptoe. And he was a—he was an—and we've got a record of him uh, in the f- '60s or '50s uh, singing sea shanties. Um mm-hmm. and um it's incredibly versatile we only saw the tip of the iceberg most of the time but we I, I love I love watching his performances
2: I mean again you think of even the carry on screaming you know mm. it's it's very very different and and, and a lovely performer yeah.
3: very thorough as well he's one of those actors I I believe that generation of actors with Leonard Rossiter and they really did didn't spare themselves they they were so meticulous and thorough and rehearsed a lot and got it got the comedy right and I think it cost them a bit I uh, you know they, they I think they push themselves to a limit which is why sadly um, uh, ones like himself and Rossito went young because um, mm. they just did really but also did they
2: get they get associated don't they with with comedy
3: after yeah a while.
2: yes uh, when they are when they are serious you know were considered themselves to be serious oh actors. yeah yeah it, and, and of course that very, very seems very rarely happen the other way around you very very rarely see someone who was you know whose uh, <laughs> yeah. whose who's, who's career starts off in comedy ending up being a serious it, do, it yeah. does happen obviously but yeah. but very very it's much, much the other way around I mean you think of all the dad's army folk yeah and the roles they had before dad's army and then I mean you think they uh, not John Lamez um, uh, what's his name we're doomed John Laurie, yeah John actor in the Hitchcock film yeah but in the in the Hitchcock films, you know, and yeah. and then and then here he is in the, at the latter end of his career. He, he's basically remembered for being yeah. this comic character.
3: And it gave, um John John um, John the Metrela, uh needed to be kicked up the rear end by his wife to take um, Dennis Potter's Traitor, the uh, which was specially yes. written for him. And he's magnificent in that. He really is as a uh, you know like a a play one off play uh, one of. Mm. Dennis Potter's first and he's he's really great in that but he really had to be persuaded to look his wife said look do you really are you going to take just do light comedy all your life you know this is a big opportunity Mm. Um, this is
2: the thing though isn't it you know the association with with comedy yeah people suddenly surprised surprised that someone who was an actor for 20 years before they did that can actually act (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) Um, Norman Wisdom's
3: another one because he, of course, was associated totally with comedy. And then there was uh, a—I haven't seen it since it was first televised—but *Going Gently*, um, a play about dying of cancer, and there was him and Fulton Mackay, and uh, they were brilliant together, absolutely brilliant. You know, he was totally serious and quite sinister uh, at one point. You know, when he starts getting very frustrated with the nurse, it's actually quite scary. Um, so he, he was another one that wanted to be taken seriously
1: as an actor
2: well that was the thing that did for Tony Hancock of course wasn't it <laughs> yeah, Yes.
1: <laughs> but Paul um, you've got some things lined up for, for articles mm. um, but can you drop a few names of some of the actors we might be talking about when you, when you cover these shows don't name the shows themselves but just name, name some of the stars and we'll see if we can work out what the shows <coughs> might be um,
2: oh, it's a quiz! Oh.
4: <laughs> hey, we don't do quizzes. Well, I, no. well actually, this is probably a, this is probably better for Nick to say, because one of the articles we've done, he's been uh, he, he's the expert in, uh, and I was more the interviewer. so, oh. so Nick, oh, wh- wh- insider trading. Would, would you oh, like? I see. Would you Would you like to mention some of the names um, from the article we were doing recently?
3: Yes, um, Stephen Grife uh, there's a, there's another actor who's very different to his, because he's always playing villains and serious people and rather arrogant villains, and he, I've met him twice now, he's a very shy guy you know, very self-contained very unassuming, uh, so he's one um, David Gant who um, sci-fi fans will remember as Eldred in uh, this third, this Creature's Revenge third Sapphire and Steel story Um He's very, very different in the um, in the sh- in the uh, thing that we review, whatever it might be. Um, Brian Marshall, <laughs> um, who's also oh, he has been everything basically. Dick Turpin, off the top of my head, and uh, various other things. Is,
2: is that is that is that a chap from Warship? Yes, yes,
3: it is. Yes, yeah. Yes, um, yes. There's oh, uh, Ian McShane, of course, so needs no introduction. Leon um, Leon uh, Eagles. Um, who oh yes, was, uh, um, drama teacher to our friends Gareth and Sarah. Um, just, oh, before yes. he, yeah. just before he sadly died, um, Dennis Lawson.
2: Not connected. That wasn't connected in any way, shape, or form.
3: Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I'd like to think not. Um, um, James Bolam. Happy birthday to Mr. Bolam today. I think he's eighty. or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. He was uh, eighty. Uh, I met him too he's just as like his characters. He's a grumpy does he, does that mean
2: does that mean he was born on the was he born on the same day as Caroline Ford then? Um
3: it was I can't remember if it was either yesterday or today. Um so if not, oh, right. then that's there's only about twenty four hours between them. Um but, well, that's, but kind he's, of, he's... that's kind
2: of bewildering, isn't
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point, isn't it? No, he must be older than eighty, surely. Uh no, I think he I isn't. thought
0: he said uh
3: Eighty I, 85, I I sorry. five. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, eighty five. Um, and mm. John Shrapnel, another great we've just lost. Um, he, uh, he's, he's went to my school.
2: There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh,
3: don't oh, oh, Ian McKellen. And oh, um. Alan David, who's one of these actors that's always popping up. He was in Unquiet Dead with um, Chris Eccleston and he mm. was in a sitcom called The Squirrels. Um, he's, he's also, we also looked at him. He's, he's, he gives an electrifying performance in this show, whatever it is. Um, oh, who else is there? Cause the
2: Squirrels has all sorts of connections, doesn't it? Yes! I mean, uh, Ken Jones. It's just kind of weird. Isn't that our friend who's the first uh, actor seen in colour on Doctor Who? Is it? I no. wonder what you're. I wonder what you're going to
3: say then. <laughs> first. Oh, guy. Ellis
2: Jones. <laughs> Ellis <laughs> Jones. Uh, oh
3: right. The, is the, he not? In, it's a radar operator, in in spirit, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh right. Yes.
2: Mm. Is he
1: not? Was he not
2: in the squirrels?
1: Mm. I can't remember. Am I? Am I mm. I don't know, let's have a look. I'm going to look up oh, the rules uh, now. Because well there we know. go,
2: well, this, this is where we have to cut ten minutes because <laughs> nobody knows anything. <laughs> uh, Speaking
0: uh, of um, Stephen Grief, we just saw oh. him, he was in the Cleopatra's the other night. Yes, he? he was. Not for long. Did,
2: yeah. did he have his clothes on?
0: Um, Only oh, partially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was bare chested. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had a strap on beard though, which
2: most was. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> Thank God you carried on staying in the same. <laughs> did, did, was, he have got, did he have gold nipples?
3: <laughs> no. He was no. in special but branch he'd, he'd, on, he'd, on Monday, uh, talking pictures. Yeah. He, um, uh, yeah. In the in, same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> whilst, you're oh looking up him, whilst you're looking him up, uh, can I just throw this one in? Um, two, two actors yeah. that have sprung to mind both in Special Brands very recently. Well, when I say recently, 1974, but they're re-showing them. Um, Tony Beckley uh, from T- Seeds of Doom playing a drag artist assassin
2: oh, in yes. a Douglas
3: Camfield yeah. yeah. okay. episode. Um, and it took us a little while to... Re- there's Michael Sheard in it, um, who gets bumped Aww. off by him. And D- Jacqueline Pierce is his sidekick. So several and oh, Harrison gosh. Chase right in one show. That really is awesome wow. and the other the other person that turned <laughs> up was an actor that, that, that's
2: who can who can be the campus
3: that's <laughs> I, I think Tony won hands down on that occasion I, it was a very low key Jacqueline <laughs> Beers. Um, but uh, Stuart Wilson who's a, an actor who turns up as baddies and things Return of the Saint and he was in Running Blind uh, the, the spy thriller he was a guest star in that I thought I, uh, this is a bit random but I think he would have made a very good James Bond because uh, he got that toughness mm-hmm. and ruthlessness, but uh, you know, I, I think he could have pulled it on. Very surprised he wasn't put up for the part, or he, maybe he was. So, so,
4: so. Uh, I've got some names for you from the other article that I've I've been involved in, in which Ooh. I believe will be in episode fifty. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what what TV show has the the following actors in? Not not all in the same episodes. Uh, Bill Bixby, Burgess Meredith. Leslie Nielsen, uh, Leonard Nimoy, Adam West, Agnes Moorhead, William Wyndham. It's not Bewitched, uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, cause I think I've already done Bewitched. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> you know, although they're, uh, they're probably in some, they're probably a lot of them are in that. Uh, um, yeah, um, mainly American. Is it a drama or a comedy? Give us a clue, Gives a clue. Oh, give us a glue pole, give us a glue <laughs> got David McCallum, Dean Stockwell. David don't Carradine.
2: That sounds very bionic,
4: actually. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say anyway, so I can't give you the answer. <laughs> well, there we go then. You can say, because I announced
1: it yesterday. I think. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's night, night Gallery, which is oh. um, Yes. Rod Serling's 70s Fair. Oh, nice. But, and many, many, many other. Is it, is
2: it easy to get
4: these days? Oh, Night Gallery is, yes. Um, oh, right. I mean, for, age, for ages, I think when it first came out, I was buying it. On region one, but I think mm. there's a box set of it. Like mm-hmm. there's only three seasons, but yeah. quite a few, quite a few episodes. In there. Um, yeah, it's all in region two now. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: see, the thing is, funny. I've got I've got a book which has which has articles on it uh, from from way back when. I think it might be one of those Starlog books. Uh, and all, all all that gets me about it is that Rod Serling in his Kipper big uh, jacket thing with big hair looks nothing like the Rod Serling of the Twilight Zone.
4: And it's not that many years between the two, it's only about yeah. six. <laughs> um, Obviously easy life. The, the, the first the pilot episode is 69. So, mm. so it's only, that's only about six years after Twilight Zone finished. Yeah. Okay.
1: But I was just looking up the squirrels, getting back to it, and yes we were right with Ellis Jones. Oh thank God uh, for that. But yeah, the connections for, th- for the squirrels include Bernard Hepton Ken Jones, Ken Jones, Patsy Rollins, uh, Maureen O'Brien, oh. Harold, Harold Innocent, Alan Armstrong, and Philip Maddock, ah. oh, and Peter Vaughan. Oh, we should talk about Peter
2: Vaughan, actually, yes. Lisa.
1: Yes. You,
2: we, you do get the impression there are only about two dozen actors in the '60s, and they're all just going <laughs> on each other's shows all the time <laughs> in everything. <laughs> but, but let's just say, let's just say about Peter Vaughan a minute, Lisa. Yes. What,
1: what yes. we
0: we watched him the other night in something. Um, we better something, just say
1: something. Uh, yeah.
0: Which we might be doing at some point. Not necessary for our podcast, maybe for somebody else's. But yeah, he's he's always good value, Peter Vaughan. And he always brings something different yeah. to the role.
1: Yeah. Because to me, obviously, there's Grouty. Yes. Mm. But there's also Citizen Smith as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, but he turns up in The Rivals of Sherlock Holmes, oh, doesn't he? He's
0: wonderful in The Rivals of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah
2: and yes. he gets two entries in that doesn't
0: he does there? yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. who's the, the chap is it Tony Steedman who replaces him in? in it is. Yeah. yeah. And right. is isn't it the fact that Tony Steedman and him seem to basically interchange for about 10 years
0: they're very similar looking as well so I think that's mm. obviously why they went for, yeah. for Tony Steedman yeah. to take over the part but we did go through a period of time where every drama we watched from the 70s had Tony Steedman in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh god it's him again Cause, yeah. and but, the 60s, because we did. It's dark outside, and he's he's a, yeah. a guest star in the first series of that, isn't he? Yeah,
1: but he turns up as Socrates in Bill and Ted's oh. Excellent Adventure, or
2: Socrates, that, as, Socrates. The, as they oh, call Socrates. it. <laughs> I I just vaguely remember he got into some trouble over over uh, uh, on, on on the on the motorway, uh, and that that being a headline for a while. And I, the only thing I knew about him was that oh, he was the guy who wasn't Harry Grout, <laughs> 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 Wolfie's second dad, or whatever they call it. Yeah second father-in-law but uh I've, I've got to do a bit of a peter peter Vaughan uh, marathon myself actually for our friends in the north for the letter o so oh all right oh,
0: that's, we have got that we haven't actually watched it yeah. yet but okay. yes yeah, very good
2: it's going
4: to be 11 and a half hours uh, so we may have a bit of a space between episodes <laughs> that <one>. gosh yes
0: i <laughs> yes.
4: uh, um uh, without without saying too much um as, as a um spoiler not a spoiler uh, for uh, f- a future future episode around the archives. Um, I can also reveal that I am doing uh, an article where Harpo Marx and John Wayne appear in the same show, not necessarily in <laughs> the same episode. Yeah, that'd be harsh. Yeah. Drinking <laughs> milk. <laughs> but I can't. I can't tell you which episode, which series that is because uh, even I can't work out what that is. I'm the
1: bloomin' editor, so that will be a
4: nice surprise. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, looking back at that, the, the, the squirrels list, what about Bernard Hepton? Bernard oh. Hepton. What do, you think, what, oh. what do you think of when he we say
0: Bernard Hepton? Bernard
3: Fantastic.
0: Hepton. Yes, he is, uh, I think, a pretty troll actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Because there's that episode where everybody's evacuated to the bridge Hall. Yeah. And he's absolutely marvellous.
1: Because
0: mm. it's, a, it's a sort of study in loneliness of this yeah. man who lives on his own. Nobody particularly likes him because he's the sort of area He's an organiser. He's an organiser isn't he? and he, he, he's trying to organise people who don't really want to be organised. Um, but yeah he's 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 marvellous. Obviously he's in Secret Army. Yeah. Um and he's I I think of him as well as um Thomas Cramner.
3: Oh, right. in,
0: oh yes. Henry the eighth. <laughs> Yeah. he's in both versions he's in the television series and the film so he must have done such a good job that he, they carried him over to the film
2: yeah. mm-hmm. so also he, turns up in Colditz of course and, of uh, course yeah. and, and in Claudius and yes
3: <laughs> I always yes. think he's a, yeah. he's a teeny bit wasted in
2: um, Colditz
3: uh, considering what he can do and the range he's got I, 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 we, yeah. we we watched him we did Henry and Elizabeth R back to back recently, mm. and yeah, he's just you you, you, you really you, it's a real downer when he gets killed off because um, uh, <laughs> wretched history, um, but uh, yeah, and uh, the other standout Bernard for me is um, which we've also watched recently by the uh, by the pricking of my thumb with the Doomwatch episode because yeah. uh, he gets to be angry, okay. he gets to be yeah. frustrated, you know, he gets it's a nice. It's a nice part for
4: him. Mm. He's in a 1985 episode of Bergerac, um, mm. which I think was a Christmas special. Um, mm. Playing a sir, uh, uh, sir in that one, mm.
2: and uh, Tinker Taylor Smiley Mole. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: we've been to the we the spot yes. yeah? that Thomas yes, Cranmer was yeah. burned in Oxford. Yeah, haven't we? Yeah. Yes. Though the, gu- the guide, we, we did a guided tour, and um, I sincerely hope that the, the student that was doing the guide wasn't taking history because he completely made something up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he said, isn't, no, isn't, the tu-
2: there, isn't there Sorry. a Lewis where some students do a tour of Oxford and, and keep making stuff up? Yeah, talk, t- talking about the crocodiles in the river. and
0: yes. all that kind of thing. I mean, I nearly took him to aside and said, oh, "You're not doing history, are you?" Because <laughs> I hope you just you know that all that you just said was wrong. Because yeah. you so could have just taken you could have just taken over. You could have had an entire new
2: career then. You yeah. do know that, don't
1: you? I think it's interesting that, especially in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, producers and directors do have their like repertory company oh, gosh, of people yes. that they always use. Yeah. Because um, we were noting this with Up Pompeii, with yes. David Croft, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the number of familiar faces that suddenly turned up, Nicholas Smith and Wendy Richard, yeah. in the same episode. No, that's... <laughs>
0: episode, I
1: tell, although I fell flat on
3: my face the other day because uh, I think we were, we were watching I I can't remember what it was now, but uh, Ian Fairburn was in it. And, and I turned to Ali and said, oh this has got to be Dougie Canfield, it's the only person who seems to employ him. And it wasn't, it was someone else. Um, so I did, that, that, that took me by surprise <laughs> so there's lots of action and and, um, to, uh, and uh, Ian Fairbourn, So there you go,
0: <laughs> go going back to um, Tony Beckley I remember seeing him we saw him in a Sergeant Cork because he's in two episodes of Sergeant Cork one very recognisably yeah. as Tony Beckley the other one we actually got to the end of the episode saw his name and had to go back and look again yeah. <laughs> because he's playing a really hard yeah, I hate I hate to say the word butch, but mm. sort of very strong character. Yeah. and there's mm. no sort of campness or anything like that at all in it.
1: But we didn't, didn't we take ages to recognise Trevor Bannister as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But Nick, yeah. talk talk about Trevor Bannister in the Tomorrow People because uh, he well, again I, he's so yeah. he's so different to Are You Being Served? Isn't yes,
3: and I, in fact, when I I would have been about six when I first saw his episode uh, Secret Weapon and uh it's one of my earliest tomorrow people memories and i even then of course i knew um are you being served and being taken aback at the age of six that gosh there's trevor bannister he's being serious and uh it's a beautiful performance very slick and and it's a, a very well written character um and yeah he's he's wonderfully sinister but never never over the top he's completely grounded in reality everything he seems to say is is reasonable even though you know he, he, he seems to go in a human way to do about doing it so yeah I'm, I'm a great fan they were rather in the commentary on the dvd they they kept accusing him of um, his eyes kind of looking over to the um the monitor <laughs> on the in the tv studio but doesn't spoil it in the least for me. I, I think it's a super, it's a brilliant performance.
1: But then, The Tomorrow People is not bad for guest stars when no. you think about no. it, is it? Uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, it... let's just run through a few of the names that, that, that you, can, you can sort of see. And, I mean, even somebody like Sylvia Coleridge turns up, oh. doesn't yes. she, brief, briefly or, or Bog Wide.
0: That's not unusual, is it?
1: Yeah. But just talk about some of the first season stories, Nick, who, who you've got there. <laughs>
3: Um, in terms of actors,
1: yes, uh, yes.
3: yeah. Uh, well, let us not forget the first story had somebody who was actually a film star, um, quite an established film star, and that's Francis de Wolff. Um, so he, you know, he, he must have been quite a coup because he, you know, and um, there was also Michael Standing, who, for my money, always had the best lines in Series One um, as Ginge, and um, of course he was a, he'd done films. He was in um, Italian Job with the old um you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off um so uh <laughs> so you've got actors of gravitas. well i'm thinking not, of... not necessarily big but uh, neville barber who's always coming on and you know always having gravitas to that um you've got some well I, the... i'm
1: thinking especially of kevin stoney for example oh yes yeah, of course yeah. you've, got, you, you, you've got kevin stoney and you and you've got um john woodnut, john woodnut. yes
3: yeah, yeah. That, and I and think, that's I quite think a clumsy cast. Yeah, I think yeah. John Woodnutt. Uh, John would not by his own admission, on interviews, got very fed up with the, the sort of the low tech, um, you know, kind of the, the th- how everything was a bit clumsily done because they didn't really have the facilities and Uh But it's a, it's a nice witty performance, um, and yeah, it, it, as you say, Kevin Stoney, who. Always plays everything with such gravitas. You also got—I um, I forget this—Roger Bixley and Roger Booth. There's Roger Bixley. I think is is Jedikai, isn't he, with the beard? Um, he's he—he's uh, a regular Thames um, guest star in things. He's in a Vandervolk mm-hmm. as well, but he's—he's he's got the kind of looks that you would have expected him to be in in films. Quite a dashing kind of look i'm very surprised he he never really made a big name for himself maybe he did i just haven't watched it but um he's another impressive person from from that sort of first season
2: we've got this whole sort of of group of actors that who were just they come in they do a couple of days and they'd always be very good Mm. you know and then you've got other another group that were the ones who like i say sort of i mean like trevor bannister Specifically, if you look at anything from the sixties, he's a terribly serious, terribly good actor. Again, yeah. then gets gets this comedy part, and it's like nobody will employ him again. <laughs> it's very sad, isn't it? I've, I've also seen it's, 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 it's success, and yet somehow it must be
3: bittersweet. Yes. You know, if
2: if you suddenly think, you know, it, it must be very difficult when you think, you know, not like, ten years ago I was doing this stuff, yeah. and, and you're not.
3: You know. I, I also seen Trevor Bannister in Pantomime. Which, of course, although it's comedy, is, is the sort of more extreme end of comedy, and he was very good as the Dame. So, and you think, mm. gosh, that's that's Colonel Masters.
2: Learn everything he knew
4: from Mr. Inman. <laughs> Absolutely. Have <laughs> you, you got any
2: tips for me on being the Dame? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick, and, <laughs> and, uh, Nick and I were talking about um, when we were doing a, one of our book club episodes and we, we um, were discussing the biography about Kenny Everett about how it was sad. To to see him sort of reduced to doing quiz shows mm. um, in the last year, like you he well, you know, he's better than that. Get someone else to do a quiz show and, and get him to do a comedy show.
3: That's right. It's almost as if the BBC chopped him off at the knees. You know, after, after yeah. the vid- after the television show, um, and it, mm. it really. But well,
2: that know, happens a lot, though, doesn't yeah.
3: it? Yeah, you, you don't really you don't really think those last few years did him justice. Um, you know, it, it, well, come on, you know, your, your talent isn't here it's 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 out there it's you know go and pick the world scarlet I mean, it, it always
2: amazes always amazes me how people's careers can be massive and then nothing yes yeah. and then and then suddenly it's whatever happened to you you know this, it's like people who are massive <laughs> massive stars who, who are, you know heading up program after program after program and then nothing mm-hmm. you know thanks thankfully nick berry um <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a director now, I believe.
2: Well, there you go. You see, buried, he's, he's, so. he's, he's, he's giving all the work to other people.
0: <laughs> but uh, no Chris show in the eighties was completely that Kenny Everett and Willie Rashton. <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: you thinking of Celebrity Squares? I am
0: thinking of Celebrity Squares. Yeah, yes. Willie so.
1: Rushton
2: sitting in the middle,
0: in the middle always. <laughs> yeah, and and
3: Lorraine is. <laughs>
2: but funnily enough also coming back to sort of where we started when you think about it when when we were sitting watching telly in the 70s crown court every day three days a week whatever uh, Richard Wilson yeah Richard Wilson I mean, when he turned up in, in One Foot in the Grave, I'm thinking, oh, that's that bloke from Crown Court. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we know he did loads and loads of other things. We know he did. I know he, we did. Well, he basically went off to do what's the um, Only When I Laugh, isn't it? The Yes. The, uh, yeah. and, that, and then again, seems to have only been associated to a certain extent with comedy Sims. You, you you do get this horrible feeling, and maybe maybe it's just the way my mind works. But do you sometimes get the feeling that people do their Doctor Who piece and then you never hear from them again? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I got the same feeling with me films. You know, I, I I get people and they'd never act again. You know, <laughs> even though they, they, I've been on stage with them, you're like, where are they? <laughs> I've put them off for life. Um, but no, I, uh, yes, you get you certainly. I mean. It, yeah it's, it's it's a shame
2: really uh, that they, they've just got so much well, to give well there's the whole there's the whole you know oh, are they still alive thing when mm. you hear about them not being and you just think I, I thought they died 30 yeah. years ago because <laughs> they've literally not worked and, absolutely and then it, The other thing of course is that the, the the business at the moment it basically if you're not prepared to do soaps there's no work you know the, the people who are turning up in, in, in soap operas now who, who would never have touched them. Sort of twenty, thirty years ago, because that's where the word is. Right?
1: But you mentioned only when I laugh,
2: there, Martin, that's and
1: right. that that's got a really strong cast, doesn't it? When you mm-hmm. think about who's sitting next to each other in bed—Stowley, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Strowley Bowles, Bowlem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah But Pe- Peter Bowles, for example, because you, yes. you noted when you did Survivors that when you watch—if you'd watch Survivors for the first time—would you think Peter Bowles was going to be the star? Could yes. you say they kill they kill him, <laughs> him off? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, how much of a surprise would that have been if you were there at the time? I don't
0: know if he was a big a big actor when he, he did it, but he mm. probably was quite a well-known face and people yeah. would have been surprised. And just for the fact that, this is going to sound terribly sexist, but it's the mindset of the time that you always think the lead is going to be the, the male actor yeah. rather yeah. than the female actor.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Christopher Strawley. Yes. I mean, I didn't really know Raffles. But uh, I think Nick introduced me to Raffles quite possibly. Mm-hmm. I yes, think he I think me I probably. As well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I I can't think of much he's in beyond those two parts. Christian Strowley? Yeah.
0: He's in. I, I was reminded of it. Um, what was I watching? I think it was, I was I was watching some adverts yesterday um, to pass the time. I think he was. There was a trailer for Full House, mm. and he was in that with Sabrina Franklin and. Um, uh, Various other people. I've forgotten who the other one is. Yeah, and I, I, I've
2: got to. I've got to take an opportunity here to point out that he is in Fortunes of War that nobody seems to ever remember. But war war,
0: <laughs> I remember you saying, "Now, I did, I have bought Fortunes of War. It's gone on the pile to be watched with by the best fair and various other things."
1: Because yeah. so. of course he turns up in the Rising Damp film, doesn't he? Does. he? Yeah. Replacing right. Richard Beckinsale, yes. to,
3: to which um, Leonard Rossiter then said, "You know, if the film fails, you realise it's your fault."
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, well, Leonard. Of course, Leonard. Uh, also, when he pops up in in two thousand and one, it's always a surprise. <laughs> I was, I was so, wondering. if two thousand
4: and one fails, it's his fault. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, I, I was thinking about um, actors who. Maybe had been acting for years but are known for parts they did when they were pensionable age. Um, uh, uh, I'm, think- I'm thinking of uh, one of my favourites, um, Sheila Florence, who played Lizzie Bursworth in Prisoner Cell Block H. I'm looking at her at IMDb, she done lots of other Australian TV, but. Um, she was she was sort of known for that that p- one part she's another one who is very well when I remember hearing her speaking she she plays quite a sort of um, she's not exactly the females um, Albert Steptoe but she's uh, <laughs> um, a- along the along those lines and she's mm. very sort of coarse Australian accent and, and in, in real life she was very well spoken um, um, I think she was probably very glad to have the success but sometimes mm. sometimes you find on people who become known for soap operas then go on to other things yeah. and do lots of, you know, they, they write their own scripts, they do stage work and yet people still remember them for the, think the role they did 30 years ago, but yeah. it's whether you take it well or whether you are bitter about it.
2: It's, it's Galaxy Quest all over again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, um, did you, by any chance, watch that uh, three-part uh, documentary on Australian cinema that was on iPlayer about a month ago?
4: Um,
2: I... <laughs> I have it's just it was just a great piece, a great piece of documentary television I don't know if I've seen
4: that one but I have seen a f- a few documentaries about the Australian film yeah. business uh, on on a, on a DVD, uh, 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 so uh, whether it's similar or covers similar ground, yeah. uh, it's I'll just again
2: that. the faces that pop up in, in that, and you think, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> because it must be frustrating. I mean, I, I, I genuinely think it must be frustrating for anybody to to still be getting questions about the fact that they were Tom Tom Baker in 1974. <laughs> 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 I know Tom Baker has always been terribly, you know. Proud of his Doctor Who association, apart from the two years after he did it, but um, you know it must be if your entire career is going to come down to the bloke who played X, Y, or Z, or the woman who played, you know, this one role. In in I mean that when the actual obituary headline is written, and you think I did more than that,
4: (laughs) Uh, which reminds me of another thing I was going to mention. Have you ever seen an actor that you knew for like Doctor Who or something in a role that was quite shocking i'm thinking of tom bacon pretty much naked in life and loves of a she Devil*. oh yeah uh, (laughs) i remember i remember that bit i remember that being a bit oh my goodness okay
0: (laughs) yes his his little bottom (laughs) bobs up and down a bit i can't even say that bobs up and down a bit
2: (laughs)
4: I feel, I feel you're about to create a gift for us. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure that Peter Davison's jumping in and out of be- bed with people in very peculiar practice quite a lot. So.
0: Well, I, I remember being um, quite um, surprised, and this is a spoiler, but it's from Miss Marple, and it's 40-odd years ago, when he turns out to be the murderer in oh, uh, yes, A Pocket Full yes. of Rye. Oh,
4: yeah, I've said that yeah, on occasion myself. Yes, I was very shocked, too. Particularly as, you know, I was... O- only like 12 or 13 or whatever when that came out mm. so I was st- still young enough to be shocked that <gasps> that's the doctor. <laughs> well, he did it again didn't he in the Mrs Bradleys. So he did, he did yeah. Yeah.
1: yes. But it's fair to say though that people seeing his appearance in the in the Tomorrow
2: People Yes. Uh, that first shot is quite shocking. Oh I don't gosh, know whether you've yeah. seen it, Martin, or not. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm. I'm. I've. have seen it. Uh, clips from it. I'm. I've got the box set. I've not got that far yet. But um. as, as the camera pans up his legs, yeah. uh, to his yeah. pants, basically
0: space pants.
2: His space pants. Space pants. Yeah. yeah. But they're, but they're always... There's this thing with actors, though, isn't it? They're always saying that the villains are the best parts. And if, you, if you've spent your entire career playing Charlie Barlow, to suddenly get a few villains to play must be brilliant, you know? Just to give
4: you anything else to do than having to be nobler and whiter than white all the time, you know? On, on, on the other hand, um, I wasn't so affected when um, Paul McGann was announced as the Doctor, because at that time the only thing I knew that I could grab to, to see was with Nell and I... Um, so the first thing I really ever saw Paul McGann in w- was with Nell I so so whatever he, did, he had done in Doctor Who, you know, and I was older as well. I think it was mm-hmm. a particularly seeing Tom and, and Peter in adult roles. pick McGann any
2: any McGann. Did any of his brothers go up for the job as well? No, do we know that?
0: Uh, yes, Mark was up for the job.
2: Yeah, yeah. S- somewhere yeah. I've got the See, list. It's in the yeah.
1: Regenerations yeah. yeah, I've got a, a list a of, and yeah, the list of the list is incredibly long. Yes. Cause it I mean, does include Peter Capaldi doesn't it, does. it? Yeah. yeah
0: I but don't think he got, ever got as far as an audition and Eccleston and Eccleston yeah, yeah. And things like d- people like Dermot Crowley yeah who, who obviously did I mean he was up he, obviously he was up for it when Sylvester mm. took it on but yeah. I think he was up again all oh, right I think exactly. so. well, I think he really would have made
3: quite a good I we were watching time the time of the ronnie extras the other day and uh his, his audition piece is pretty good you know it's <coughs> It's quite
0: quirky. Yeah, it's some interesting, these what ifs. What if? Because I I actually say um, Paul McGann was originally cast as Sharp um, before Sean Bean, and he got as far as starting filming, and then they were playing football and he injured himself.
1: Yeah.
0: And it meant that he had to pull out and they had to cast again. So I always think what would have happened if he hadn't injured himself? Because mm. he might not have been available to be the doctor in the TV movie. Yeah. So you might, have got, you might have got Sean Bean as the doctor. <laughs> he could still be there <laughs> <playing> now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, though he does, he does repeatedly get killed off in, in most parts he plays, Sean yeah. Bean. He's getting known for that now.
2: So.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting.
1: But Martin? Um, oh hello! Hello. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I was just listening to you all. then Sorry, You were listening. There. You said about <laughs> Windsor Davies um, ah. at, at the start of of this. And, uh, Lovely boy. I was just yes. looking at his IMDb listing, and yes. I love the way he's listed for Eight Hour Pop Mum as playing Battery Sergeant Major Shut Up Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually listed as Shut Up <laughs> Williams. Yes. Was
2: that his nickname? <laughs> <laughs> He um wasn't he the, is he the I am trying to remember now whether I'm remembering this wrong but was he the only other semi-regular in in Mr. Reader No so, he a, a th-
3: no um uh what's his face the big chap uh, William Goddard oh, Willoughby S- Goddard sorry Will- yeah, but, Will- but but Will- I William mean apart from, apart
2: from the, the main cast was yeah. he didn't yeah. he doesn't he turn up in two or three as a detective yeah, yeah. He's, is it he's, something else Yes yeah, so yeah. he's a, he's, a, he's a police um, he's, a he's, he's a
1: police. He's a police. He's a police. He's a police. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the chief inspector and a sergeant. Yeah. Ah. So I don't know whether he gets promotion. Yeah, promotion
0: between series. Yeah.
2: But um, again, he, he, he's. Because uh, I mean, we, we sort of know him from. Or we can't really know him from uh, Evil of the Daleks. But he did a lot of that sort of part, didn't he, before. Again, before his comedy career. Mm. It was Cockney way before he was Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy just ruins people's lives, doesn't it? No more comedy. We need to stop all
4: this comedy. It's ruining their acting careers.
0: Well, I think they're pretty much there now with into um, here at the
4: moment, aren't <laughs> Doing that lunch, I, but, uh. I, I mean, sometimes. I mean, I, I'm not usually affected by, uh, you know, I, I try and uh, not be pulled in by sort of type typecasting stuff. But um, I was watching. I've forgotten the name of the series, but it doesn't really matter. But I was watching a Netflix series, a day one, a thriller, and it was all serious. And uh, Jennifer Saunders was playing, like, a mother character and playing a straight role, and she was doing fine in it, but it was very hard because there's so many years of her playing. I think Dawn French did serious things 20 years ago or more, but I don't see Jennifer Saunders do much serious, and it was kind of like, oh... Gosh, I really am having to struggle to not sort of wait for her to do something funny because she got murdered after about two episodes. I um, mean, it was all deadly serious, but I, I did have trouble. That was the one one of the, the one, one time where I really sort of had trouble. <laughs> you're waiting for the twitch in the, around the mouth
2: where she's about to say something whimsical,
4: <laughs> or Dawn, Dawn to stick her head in and kind of go, Jen, Gent, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a big part in it." Nick, you were Sorry, there at
1: the, the the time, as it were. But um, obviously, you remember Joanna Lumley for Sapphire and Steel, but and for the New Avengers. Yes. Did you did you accept her sort of ability to play two very different parts? Oh yeah. I mean, at, I, I, at, at as I say, I,
3: I came to her first with the New Avengers, I'd, which was like mm. nothing I'd ever seen before. And I suppose I thought, oh, you know, because I was all, I was also. At the time i was a fan of the invisible enemy invisible, enemy, invisible man sorry uh with david mccallum so i, I reckon you know i was mm. quite familiar with david mccallum as well um so yes yeah, so i could see how she, uh, and also her portrait of purdy is uh, has a wonderful you know she can go from comedy to drama to comedy drama with such style and uh ease that um, you, yeah you, you could more or less you, 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 you wouldn't be too surprised by what what she'd give you because she, she's obviously a very capable actress so yeah um mm. i i suppose i didn't really watch ab fab but um it, i mm. I, I, could, I saw bits obviously and she was um i thought she was very good in it i, I wasn't a fan or anything but it's a nice different performance
1: but i'm just thinking that when peter davison you know becomes the doctor he's the first person who's got lots of other shows on at the time isn't he mm-hmm. really you know yeah. not not just all creatures but sink or swim and yeah.
0: holding the fort and
1: holding the fort. Yeah. so do you As think a leading man yes I mean obviously yeah. Troughton had done
3: shed loads uh, but he was mm. I don't think it was a household name like Peter Davison no, was no. But Peter, maybe arguably maybe but it's difficult to know going back to Hartnell you know he was a film star He'd, fa- he'd gone off the radar a little bit by 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 the time he did Who, but he he had his own fan club in the forties, so there was probably yeah. a fan base out there somewhere. Um,
1: Arguably, William Russell is actually more famous on yeah. the telly at that point because he loves yes. loves a yes. lot. He yes, was. absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but yes, yeah, so it's, is it's, I just I just wonder sometimes whether some viewers have trouble accepting somebody in a you know in a different part, or do they always see them as. You know, that bloke that plays the vet or whatever. Well, I
0: know. did say to you this morning, didn't I? I think it's in the next episode of The Cleopatra's. Mm. You get the first appearance of Julius Caesar as played by Robert Hardy. Oh, yeah. And I do I do wonder how many people went, Oh, that's Siegfried. Oh, Siegfried <laughs> yeah. doesn't do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think I was... I'd be, if anything, uh, I'm mem- remembering waking up one morning and discovering that Peter Davison was the Doctor. I was probably more accepting of it when I was 12 than if if the same thing happened today if someone of a similar profile was, was cast and and I you know I, I I I'd be a little bit more analytical about it, I think. But you know, I thought, oh right, some, that's really it's something really new and interesting about who, you know, and he's he's very different from Tom and um so I, I, I was I yeah, I I mean I I wouldn't have I don't think I you know there was anybody that I would think no, <laughs> back then because I was, uh, you know, I was so uncritical.
4: G- going back to Joanna Lumley, I want um, a quick recommendation. One of my favourite things that she's done is a series called Class Act, from well, two seasons on ITV ninety four and ninety five, and um, she's the main character and she's like she's the wife of a crook who's gone to jail, and um, it, it's very much in in the sort of Minder or uh, Lovejoy sort of, you know drama when it needs to be, the funny bits when there needs to be funny bits and she, of course she's perfect at it. Um, and uh, it's, yes, it's on regular rotation in this house. But <laughs> I watched it at the time and uh, yeah, definitely recommended.
1: I mean, there's, sometimes it's true that we will pick a series to buy that we don't know solely based on who's in it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But you, you, you'll just look at their listing and say, <laughs> say oh, what, what's this series? Not sure about the series, but we're sure about the actor. You yes. Know? Yeah, so, yeah. so that, yeah, that that is that has certainly led led us towards some interesting, yeah. lesser known shows. Mm-hmm. Has so. it
2: led, led you to any disappointments
1: out of interest,
2: Lisa? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, well, not necessarily the actor for the writer, because yeah. we did having liked Johnny Spate's work on. Um, Till Death to Us Part. Yeah, mm. I did get Carrying Chips. Yeah, and we watched one episode, and we've buried it as far back on the shelf as we possibly can. <laughs> Which, yeah,
1: I mean, we bought Romany Jones oh. based, based built, on you James You built a pie, Beck, Yeah, <laughs> and we've never got beyond episode no. one of that. So no, yeah, that's, it that's does happen. Awful as yeah. well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, I think Paul bought us that. So thank you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so so yeah there are certain things you think oh yeah that looks interesting and then you start watching it and you go no <laughs> don't, think so. don't think so
1: so Martin what's the first Court you're going to be watching from this set are you going to do it in order oh I,
2: I always do them in order so what, what's, sure the, what's the first one on this the set m- the mugging of Arthur Simmons is the first one I on don't, this, think,
0: so. I don't what? think we've seen that one with
2: Who's, who's in uh, Cyril Schapps hooray Yay! Cyril Shaps. Cyril Schapps hooray Ch- Cyril Schapps bell
0: Pink. <laughs> you can edit that
2: in afterwards yeah, right. oh sorry and Cyril
3: Schapp <laughs> he's another one from the, from the series that uh, Paul and I are rev- uh,
2: reviewing so
3: yes he reminded uh, me there Cyril Schapps yeah.
2: yeah, excellent you see everything comes back to Cyril Schapps well, Martin, that's how it should be You've written
1: a poem about Sewell haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I
2: did do it at one point, because I haven't a clue where it is off the top of me. <laughs> uh, which,
1: which, which got read out on BBC Radio Teams <laughs> by Bob Fisher. Yes. <laughs> oh,
4: to, uh, to, uh, if we, we've still got time to... Uh, I, I've um, been reminded of, of a series I've bought, which I haven't yet watched, so I don't yet, yet know whether it's going to be um, a, a letdown, but it's a, a series called The Riffraff Element, from... 91 and um, 94, I think, two seasons. And, and although it's got um, people at uh, Pippa Gard, um, who else has it got in it? Um, I did see some fame. Oh, Trevor, Ke- Trevor Peacock, one pickup pick up. Um, the reason I bought it was because I saw that it had um, Celia Imri in one of the main um, roles. Uh, and obviously I'm, I'm a fan of her stuff fire Victoria Wood, but also Bergerac and The Nightmare Man. Um, so, any sort of unknown series with Celia Imre in. Or, or we, you know, even if she's in a rom com, I'll give her a go because she's always, she's always <laughs> fun to watch. Um, she'll always make a bad film a bit better. That's a uh, great quote for the DVD cover, isn't it?
1: <laughs> she'll always make a bad film a bit better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's one of those strange people who, who turns up in things when you least expect it. You know, it's. it's uh,
4: I, I, I wonder how much she vies for th- things with Joanna Lumley because she because Joanna Lumley occasionally appears in like it's cameos in, uh, uh, um, uh, in in things uh, Shirley Valentine I think she appears as a prostitute or a friend of Shirley's who was a who was a prostitute um, years ago and she's only in it for like 10 minutes I think but uh, um, yeah I think I, I bet they go for the same roles often <laughs> <laughs>
2: Apparently, right. uncredited young woman in the Fen Street gang was her first one. Don't blame me. Well, also does a couple of upstairs, downstairs.
3: Uh, I'd love to see a, her write uh, that in an autograph book. You know, best wishes, <laughs> young woman in. Here.
2: <laughs> and she's also uncredited in Death on the Nile. If you want your Christie connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, on that note, I think we'll say thank you to everybody for joining us today. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Martin.
2: Thank you. Pleasure.
1: Thank you, you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Nick.
2: Uh, Thank you.
1: And thank you, Lisa. And thank thank you, you. me.
2: And and also, thank you, the internet for actually staying (laughs) together and working today. Well well
1: done, the internet. So, thank you to
2: everyone, and we'll
1: see you again next time. Bye-bye! Bye-bye. Take care.
2: Bye-bye. Goodbye. I wonder what would scare you. A witch? Or a
4: ghost? A monster?
1: Perhaps even a Halloween
4: pumpkin. Why don't you draw a picture of something that really frightens you? You can write about it too if you want to. I'm going to put my pumpkin in
0: the shop window. I hope it doesn't frighten the customers away. Goodbye. We
3: are witches of
0: Halloween. Oh, Crooked and green. Ooh, we have black pointed hats and wicked witches. Well, witches of Halloween. Ooh,